I'm Amanda. And I'm Audrey. And we're sisters. And this is When I Open. Nailed it. Can I wink? Yeah, you can um, kind of wink. It looks like you're having an eye spasm. So today, um, my friends and I are getting on Zoom call later, and we each prepared a PowerPoint presentation about something that's important to us. So do you want to see mine? Okay, let me share my screen. Um, Okay, share screen. Do you see it? Nope. Oh, I'm still looking at you. <laughs> I thought it. I thought it was working. <laughs> okay. Oh, now okay, now it's working. Oh my God! So oh, this is my God. this is my PowerPoint about why Miley Cyrus is the greatest icon of our generation. Oh my God! If you don't you, think she is now, you will by the end of this presentation. Wow! You even found like a vector image of her. Oh, yeah. I went to advanced and then said no background. <laughs> That's dope. Wait, advanced in PowerPoint? No, Google. I just copied and pasted it. Oh, okay. Um, so, first and foremost, we grew up with her, obviously. So, that's one thing. She fights for good causes. Like the environment, Amanda, she's been a vegan for six years. I know. I know you've had like mixed feelings about her being a vegan because she wore like pizza pajamas once. Oh, I forgot about that. That was during my angry (laughs) vegan phase. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I don't know what that appropriation is. I'm going to ignore it. Don't want to speak ill of the dead. Joel, I just remembered a big part of my dream last night that I'm going to share with you and Audrey once Audrey's done talking. Great. Okay, continue. But it was still a really good concert. Like, for the most part, she didn't cry. And he was like, I don't really know how to handle this, but... There is a mouse coming out of my son's butt right now. <laughs> is it like, um, <clears throat> um, uh, ooh, ooh, ooh. you don't know? <laughs> no, I don't know. I know, but then I made a collage out of magazine clippings. Oh my god, is it Florence Pugh? <laughs> it's a lot of stuff. <laughs> I hope you like it. I will. Uh, so, what is new with me? 
Oh. <laughs> Joel and I are currently on vacation, which means we drove the 20 minutes across town and are at our mother's place. Yeah. It's so nice. For a few days. It's just yeah. so nice. Just like, because it's so isolated too. Mm-hmm. And you just don't have to like think about anything. It's, it's so nice. So we're living large across town and um, it's pretty freaking nice. And it's going to be rainy today. So we're going to try and go out and climb a little before the rain starts. And then we're going to just like snuggle and watch movies. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, okay. So should we jump into it? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Okay, today I'm going to be talking about 9-11 conspiracy theories. Oh, God. <laughs> this is not going to be fun. No. I mean, it's but not... also very interesting. Yeah, it's definitely... I'm. It's not going to focus on any of, like, this, the really sad stuff, um, okay. which is what got me in a super sad mood the other day, because I, like, was listening to 9-11... Um, like phone like calls phone calls exactly yeah. i was listening to phone calls it was i was driving and i was listening to it and i just like pulled into the driveway and like, sl- like i could barely move i was like so depressed by it yeah. was- okay so instead of focusing on the sad stuff we're gonna focus on the crazy stuff so um most of my information for this episode i got from wikipedia from news one from independent from popular mechanics okay so there are literally tons of conspiracy theories when it comes to 9-11. Mm-hmm. Uh, many of them have, uh, mo- most of them have to do with the government, you know, having advanced knowledge or like having a playing key parts in 9-11, like the U.S. government playing mm-hmm. key parts in 9-11. Basically, they, their motivation for playing key parts in it or like pushing it forward is because they needed a justification for the invasions of Iraq and Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. So, for example, one extremely popular belief is that the Pentagon was actually hit by a missile launched from within the U.S. government rather than a plane because they're like, this is too small of an impact area for a Boeing plane to have hit. Okay. Like, the wingspan of the of the planes that were flying during 9-11 um, would have made a much larger impact area. Theoretically. I feel like like no one ever talks about the plane that crashed, but didn't it not hit the Pentagon? Didn't it land in a field? Or was there another one? So there was four planes. There was, I just, I don't, I feel like no one ever talks about those other two planes. I know. Well, the plane that landed in the field is a huge area of uh, conspiracy theories. Okay. But um, the Pentagon one, basically, they knew that it hit a lot, not a lot, but like significantly uh, later than the twin tower planes hit. Mm-hmm. So the government, like, you know, obviously the Pentagon is like a key area for like central intelligence and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so they evacuated the Pentagon. So like not many people, I don't think anyone was killed in the Pentagon um, mm-hmm. explosion. And it only, beca- it only hit like a really small portion of the building. Mm-hmm. So it was just like one wing that had to be repaired. So it just, like, there wasn't, you know, like, with the Twin Towers, like, thousands of people were killed. Mm-hmm. Um, and innocent, like, just regular business people. It's not like it's government people. So it's just more shocking. People talk mm-hmm. about it way more. <clears throat> with the other plane, it was supposed, that was the one that was theoretically heading for the White House. Uh-huh. And the passengers, um, theoretically, because we don't really know what happened like took over and overpowered the hijackers and crashed the planes because they were like we're gonna die no one here knows how to land a plane so we might as well just crash it so we don't kill everyone in the white house and like protect our 
want food. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. That's like made my stomach drop when yeah. you said that for some reason. That's so scary knowing that you're going to die, but just like, oh my God, that is terrifying. But there's theories about this, that maybe okay. that's not what happened on board. Okay. So <clears throat> I'm going to talk about four um theories that like some of them are kind of like because there's so many and some of them are I think are just kind of boring like the U.S. launched a missile it's you know like I just chose the ones I think were most interesting so I chose Mm -hmm. four that are most interesting to me okay or like kind of bizarre like believable um so oh and a fun fact the um before we begin the people who subscribe to these 9-11 9-11 conspiracy theories identify usually identify as being a part of the 9-11 truth movement that's like what they call it um and a huge player in this movement is alex jones of Infowars. i don't know who that is you don't know who alex jones of Infowars is no wait okay i'm gonna share my screen and sh- give you a brief um i'll like fast forward in the video in the episode so they can't hear it but i'll give you a a brief Synopsis. How do I share? Did he just say tap water makes you gay? Oh my god. So that's Alex Jones. I don't like him. (laughs) No one likes him. He loves Trump, though. Oh my god. And Trump loves him i bet he does um he's also like a bazillionaire from this show that's so annoying yeah okay so he's a big proponent of the truth movement 9-11 truth movement just as a background so theory one that we're going to talk about is um the controlled demolition theory this is one of the most popular beliefs and it's that the collapses of the north and south tower and number seven world trade center um which, if you don't know, there's, like, that other building that collapsed. There's actually three buildings that collapsed. Yeah. It was very close to the other two mm-hmm. buildings. So they had the heat and the structural integrity of the building was severely damaged by all the falling, de- falling debris and things like that. Mm-hmm. So this belief is that those three buildings actually collapsed due to explosives that were placed mm-hmm. in the building prior to the attacks and not because of structural damage from heat. I heard that, too. Yeah, a lot of, like, the big proponents of this theory are actually pretty legitimate scholars and professionals. So, for example, Stephen E. Jones and Jerry Ferrer, who are, Briti- who are um, physicists from Brigham Young University, and Richard Gage, who is a professional architect, and Neil Te- or Nels, Niels, Neil, N-I-E-L-S, um, Neil Harrett of the Department of Chemistry and the University of Copenhagen, They all, um, along with Jim Hoffman and David Ray Griffin, who are other outspoken proponents, believe that it's impossible for plane crashes like we saw in the Twin Towers to be a sufficient enough catalyst for the kind of collapses that they saw. Basically, they argue in an article they all wrote together that thermite and nanothermite composites, which are basically metal composites that are highly combust, usually highly combustible, um, were found in the dust at ground zero, and that is they point to that as evidence of this claim. They believe that the necessary amounts of thermites to cause the damage that we would have seen um, would have been possible to place throughout the buildings without raising any suspicion. And the men also point to molten metal at the ground zero at ground zero 
um, as evidence of an explosion because they don't think that fire from a plane, like from burning plane fuel, would have been able to cause the level of heat that would create molten steel. So do they think that someone, like another one of their Al-Qaeda group, went in and put explosives, or do they think that it was the government? Basically, they they don't necessarily, like, choose one or the other. I think mostly they're like, this is suspicious because the government is denying that it's possible. Um, But it seems like it's the only explanation. And so they don't make, like, a claim one way or the other, whether it's that the government did it or that these um, terrorists did it. It's suspicious either way that the government won't admit that that's Mm -hmm. The truth. Yeah, that's quote true. unquote, quote unquote, truth. Okay. However, another weird thing that happened is that there were never any tests done on the site to test for explosive residue, like by mm. um, government officials or like through like official investigations. Mm-hmm. They never ordered to have explosive tests done. That is weird because then why wouldn't they do that? Yeah, and just show like, look, there's not explosives here. Um, Yeah, or say that there is explosives and there's other people that were involved. Yeah, exactly. If it wasn't them. Exactly. That being said, many experts believe that while the burning of jet fuel couldn't be hot enough to cause the damage done, that when combined with the structural damage from the crash, that would have been more than enough to make Mm. the buildings collapse. However, that doesn't really explain the residue that these um, chemists and scientists claim to have found doesn't explain the molten steel that was that is theoretically mm-hmm. impossible to be caused by this plane by the burning fuel from the plane suspicious that's yes. the first that's one theory that people are pointing to as like Very not making suspicious. sense <laughs> this is the best theory that i think alex jones would definitely be a proponent of theory two the no plane theory <laughs> no planes at all yeah there's videos so, yeah, this is, that's, oh god, this is my favorite theory because it's complete batshit crazy. A former chief economist from the Bush administration's labor department claims that there was no possible way for a Boeing plane to penetrate the steel structure of these towers. And he's been quoted saying, quote, there were no planes, there were no hijackers. I know, I know, I'm out of the mainstream, but that's the way it is. So what's his evidence? Um, No evidence. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) And he has a a friend that believes this. So David Shaler, uh, who is a British, a former British. (laughs) It's a new slang. uh, He's a British. He's a former Brit. (laughs) Wait, so how is he? Does he live in the United States now? No, I think he's just a very paranoid person who's into conspiracy theories. But how come he's formerly British? No, no, he's he's a former British MI5 officer. Oh. <laughs> so that I don't makes know. more sense. I was yeah. like, how do you, like, not be a Brit- British anymore? <laughs> and um, MI5 is, like, the British version of the intelligence agency. Oh, okay. So he is this former British intelligence agent. And also, he's been, like, arrested for many things and is, like, known to be an extremely paranoid human. Um, but his explanation for this is, quote, 
The only explanation is that there were missiles surrounded by holograms made to look like planes. That's like in, um, <clears throat> have you seen Amazing Spider-Man? Or not the Amazing Spider-Man, Spider-Man, the newest uh, one. Where they make the, the blimp, like, invisible or something? Yeah. They, like, yeah. can, like, do that, but that's, I don't think that was technology in 2001. Mm-hmm. Unless, people do say the government is ahead of its time. They do say that. Um, well, I mean, okay. So that's like in the office where, where he was like, I don't remember. Okay, <laughs> I don't remember great. I an office quote. Well, the Wikipedia says <clears throat> that this, uh, this theory, quote, was well beyond the capabilities of contemporaneous hologram technology. End quote. Yeah. That being said, you're right. We do have a lot of theories that suggest that the government is way ahead of us in terms of like technical cap- technological capabilities. Um, in addition, what doesn't make sense is that there's like plane wreckage at the site. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so unless they like quickly like destroyed a plane and then like threw all the pieces into the mix, yeah. um, doesn't make sense at all. So but- what do they think actually made the building collapse? Um, I'm assuming, like, bombs or something. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, um, I just Googled. So, the temperature to, to melt steel is 2,500 degrees Fahrenheit. Mm-hmm. And the temperature that, uh, do you think it's diesel? Oh, jet um, fuel. Jet fuel. Um, so, uh, generally, high-rise fires burn at about 1,100 degrees Fahrenheit. And how much was it to melt steel? 2,500. Yeah, it's like less than half. Yeah. So, I kind of believe that theory. I'm sure, it, like, a plain fuel will burn hotter, but... I'm sure that it also has to do with, like, the heat being trapped Yeah. in a small area. Um, and just, like, a lot of other things probably also on fire. Like, tons of things on fire. Probably a lot of papers. And desks. Yeah. Um, okay, so I just thought that was a really funny theory, that there's just yeah. no planes and they're just holograms. <laughs> yeah, I like that one. Theory three is more legitimate and is kind of a, a conglomerate of a lot of theories, I guess. So okay. theory three is the questions around Flight 93, which is the plane that um, landed in a field in Pennsylvania. Okay. So... Many people believe that rather than this tale of heroism that is often attributed to this plane with the passengers like taking over and crashing the plane to avoid it hitting the target of the White House, um, that the hijackers actually, well, I guess this is where it starts splitting into multiple theories. People believe that it was either um, the hijackers triggering a bomb on board and just blowing the plane up before it was able to land because like they clearly were being overpowered or something um something along those lines um or the u.s government shot it out of the sky yeah so um well let's talk about like the the triggered bomb first so this is stemming from the skepticism over well i guess both of these kind of are but this more so over the widespread debris at the crash site um, so there are pieces of a plane and letters from like the cargo and things like that. Cause it was carrying a lot of mail, um, mm-hmm. and, and all the debris and, and 
cargo is scattered like two to eight miles away from the crash site like eight miles away oh okay Um, so that doesn't make sense yeah it doesn't make any sense even if like if the plane crashed first of all all those letters like they described the crash site and like this is a little graphic so i'm sorry for those who are listening the, the passengers bodies we were basically disintegrated the corner the town corner had to like go and retrieve all of the like the pieces of the bodies it was just flesh like hanging from a tree or like a little bit of bone here and there like there was almost no oh body yeah there was almost no bodies left Do you know um, how many people were on board 40 passengers and four crew so 44 people okay and that makes me think that if if it, if this impact can cause that kind of damage, that letters would just immediately disintegrate, like mm-hmm. paper, like a human body is basically disintegrated. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. That's just my thought. And so yeah. if the letters were like in the plane at the time, and even if they did survive, if, if there were like pieces of letters that did flutter away, mm-hmm. it, they're not going to go eight miles. Like, no. they're going to get caught in something. Yeah. So it makes sense if there was an explosion and they all, like, got sucked out. Yeah. Also, there was um, phone calls from passengers on board to their families. And in in some of those phone calls, the passengers describe the hijackers as having, a, or one of them, as having a bomb strapped to their chest. Yeah. Um. There was also a 9-11 call made from a distraught passenger who had locked himself in the bathroom and he was screaming that they had been hijacked and that he believed the plane was going down. And then he said something about hearing an explosion and then seeing white smoke and then the call was lost. And then eight mm-hmm. minutes later, the plane made contact with them. Okay. So he literally said, I hear an explosion and then I yeah. see white smoke. <laughs> Um, this phone call, though, was retrieved by the FBI, like, the recording was taken by the FBI and put into, um, like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Confidential. It was, like, made confidential. Mm-hmm. And the FBI, uh, the, the 911 operator was contacted by the FBI and was told to never speak to the media again about that phone call. Because he, the, the people know about this because he had told um, a media outlet about it. And then the FBI came in and, like, took the recording and was like, never speak of this to media. Um, okay. Isn't that weird? Very weird. I'm trying to think of a reason why they would say that for any other reason besides the fact that they might have shot the plane. My theory is that, yes, they may have shot the plane, so it may not even have been the bomb that went off. Yeah. But even if, well, I guess I'll, I'll say this after I talk about the plane getting shot down. Okay. Um, so there is also this possibility that the government shot the plane out of the air, um, which stems from the fact that the U.S. government, you know, once the first plane hits, mm-hmm. the government's like, all right, ha- mm-hmm. we need to like respond. And they, f- at, at that point, um, well, I'm not exactly sure, but this is all happening very quickly. Like all the, mm-hmm. the planes getting hijacked. So I'm not sure exactly how soon after that first plane hits, like they realize which planes are being hijacked i think they know all the planes that have been hijacked before a plane hits they just can't tell what's going to happen you know and then a plane hits the world train so they're like shit yeah 
so I think at this point they know which place because they the lose address. contact for a certain amount of time and they don't yeah they not probably like, yeah they probably lost contact and they weren't sure what was happening and then they hit the trade center and then they're like all oh, these other two planes we lost contact with are probably heading for something too yeah and I with this um flight 93 they kn- they know there's a bomb on board or they are assuming there's a bomb on board because the hijackers like say into the radio we are taking over and we have a bomb on board so i'm assuming their first and foremost protocol would be to talk down the situation you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. try and avoid any passengers from being killed so they're not gonna go like shoot this plane out of the air they're gonna try and stop the people from being hurt so they haven't like dispatched anyone then the first plane hits and the government's like we need to dispatch our fighter planes to go intercept these other planes that we assume are going to do something similar um this plane this 93 like flight 93 was only 10 minutes away from where the planes the fighter planes were dispatched from and Mm -hmm. it had like been turned off course and was heading towards washington so it's like pretty clear that it was going to be aiming for the white house Mm -hmm. um washington dc not washington state and they um were dispatched 30 minutes before the plane crashed and they were only 10 minutes away from the flight Mm -hmm. so it makes sense that like they could in that period like they easily could have gotten there in time to shoot it out of the air for the timeline yeah and had like ample time (laughs) yeah and honestly this sounds really bad but i like i think that was the right decision Oh, definitely. Okay. If it's going to crash into the White House. Yeah. But at the same time, if the, if, like, that means that the U.S. government, like, killed 40, 40 of their, um. Yeah. But if citizens. they knew for sure that they would die anyway and kill other people. I, think I was, know. I think that you can't really, like, they didn't really know for sure. They just yeah. knew that it was heading in that general direction. And that another plane had crashed into the World Trade Center. So they were just putting two and two together. They didn't have, like, anyone that said, this is definitely, like, the hijackers weren't, like, we are going to crash the White House. Yeah. Because, yeah. It's, like, They're probably trying not to get shot down. Yeah. Um, Okay, so uh, Dick Cheney also confirmed later that he had given orders to shoot down the plane. And evidence was published following the attacks that an F-16 jet was in hot pursuit of Flight 93 prior to its crashing. So then another section of, like, proof that this might be, that this plane was probably shot, shot down by the U.S. government is that there's, like, over a dozen eyewitnesses of this plane crashing. They say that immediately after it crashed, there was like a strange white plane that was flying really like a small white plane that was flying really low to the ground that flew by afterwards. Mm-hmm. And um, there's no like, there's no like recordings of a plane being. Yeah. Out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. My theory is that like, it makes sense that the U S government would shoot this plane out of the air. And I think they like tried to keep it quiet because they didn't want all the families being like or in the general public being like maybe they had a chance Mm -hmm. why did you do that like it sounded like they were taking over they could have landed the plane so instead they kind of like crafted this is my theory they crafted this tale of heroism Mm -hmm. that 
put all these people in like a really good light and were like they died to save this country like they knew they were gonna die they took over and they crashed the plane because they like the pilots were dead they didn't know how to fly it they just brought it down they just like did everything they could to get it down out of the air and they like died saving the country another theory could be that that they did do that. They were trying to overpower them, and then the guy with the bomb strapped to his chest blew up, and then that's where the letters came out, and then they were trying to land the plane and then try to land in this field, and then obviously it didn't work. Yeah. So many things could have happened. Yeah. And they, while all of the planes, like black boxes and recordings and things like that, in the other flights were destroyed because they just, like, melted and disintegrated, basically. Mm -hmm. With this flight... The black box was destroyed, but I think the black box is destroyed. They don't really talk about it. But there's, like, a cockpit recording device mm-hmm. that, like, records everything that's being said in the cockpit. And so they have that from that flight. They didn't release it until after, like, one of the terrorists went on trial <clears throat> from, like, one of the ones that wasn't in the plane. Mm-hmm. Um, and once that trial was over, they released the tapes and, like, the transcripts from the tapes. And it's, like... You cannot tell what's going on. It's complete, like, it's just, it's really sad. Like, there's a lot of people being like, please don't kill me. Um, Like, I'm assuming the pilots. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, it's just like the words, no, 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 no. Sit down, sit down, no, sit down. And like, praise Allah and things like that. I don't like that. I know. It also just doesn't make sense. I don't get how that is. They just, they've been brainwashed, like, to believe that that is what they're... And it's not like it's not the entire religion obviously it's just that one group. no so it's now everyone thinks an incredibly peaceful religion yeah i know and now everyone thinks that islam is this violent religion and everyone there is trying to kill you yeah but it's not true no so the third piece of 93 like theories around 93 is so weird okay so apparently Flight 93 was recorded landing safely and being in the airport. Yeah. On air traffic control, they were like, 93 has landed. They, like, arrived on time in their location. And so weird. Yeah. And then later, they come back and they were like, whoops, that um, I was actually a mistake. That wasn't Flight 93. Um, that was a different plane that we just, like, messed up. And we were wrong. And <laughs> so because of this... They like a lot of conspiracy theorists say that Flight 93 actually like landed and like wasn't even hijacked or heading to the White House. It was just like entirely created uh, by the U.S. government, and that everyone on that plane was like later killed or made to disappear by the U.S. government. But then there has to be like there was 40 people that died and their families knew that they died yeah so like they think the u.s government killed them to like justify when they la- like when they landed mm-hmm. oh i see they like landed the plane at the airport and like the government basically hijacked the plane there and like replaced why though like what are the why i think to make it seem more like the the iraq and afghanistani governments were like trying to destroy the u.s government so they were saying that they was heading to the white house they wanted a plane that was heading to the white house 
I gotcha. Okay. Yeah. And it could be that, um, that theory only quite, it only kind of works with the theory that all of 9-11 was, um, like, planned. Um, but I guess it could kind it just, like, seems as though it wouldn't make sense for the other planes to hit, and then the government be, like, the first thing they think to do is, wait, let's find another plane and, like, make it look like we were being attacked, too. Yeah, I know, like, and and it was, it was so chaotic, they were definitely not thinking about that, if it was only that plane. Yeah. It seems hard to believe that that was the only one that the government was, like, yeah, if that actually happened, they'd be, like, all right, uh. Yeah but, also, one in there. <laughs> yeah, but also if they planned this whole thing, then they would have planned another plane to try to go to the White House and get shot down. Or, yeah, that's a good point. They wouldn't be like, shit, we forgot a fourth plane. Yeah. Grab that one. Or the Twin Towers were, like, the only planned towers to be, like, the only planned buildings to be attacked. Mm-hmm. And missile theory is correct and the government was like shit let's like also make it look like they're attacking the government so we need yeah. to send something to we're going to send a missile and hit the pentagon we're going to make sure everyone's out so no one dies and then yeah. we're going to grab this plane and we're going to give everyone on the plane like pension and lifetime to be free i don't know they probably would just kill them that seems too difficult yeah. um make it look like they all died and a horrible crash saving their country. Yeah. Because we don't want to rebuild the White House, so we're not going to let it even land. Yeah. That's crazy. I know. Um, yeah, so that is those three theories. The fourth and final theory I'm going to talk about is fake phone call theory. Oh, so geez. many... Many scientists and engineers have, and I thought about this while I was doing the research, have stated their skepticism over the in-flight phone calls that come from the hijacked flights because they say that it would have been impossible to successfully make a call from these altitudes. I was wondering that too. Like, even nowadays we can't call unless we pay extra. Yeah, and and then that's through Wi-Fi, which is just not a thing in 2001. There's no in-flight Wi-Fi. Yeah. Um. And also, I doubt the Wi-Fi would be turned on if they were being hijacked. I'm sure that, yeah. <laughs> that was turned off so people couldn't, like, hopefully make contact. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was wondering that. I'm like, if I t- – I've done it before, and that's probably not good to say, but I've turned off my, my uh, uh, airplane, airplane mode, mode to see, and there's just no signal up there. Yeah. There's just no there, How would you possibly have signal yeah. up there? There's no cell towers 50,000 feet above. Mm-hmm. And that being said, a lot of, like, I'm sure a lot of the phone calls started coming in once it was, like, obvious that there, like, it was something wrong. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they were probably, low, like, getting lower and lower and lower in altitude. That's mm-hmm. my theory, that like, they probably were not that high and were getting, they were, mm-hmm. I don't know. So, but it is, like, a good thought, like, mm-hmm. um, in addition, people point to a weird phone call between a mother and son from one of like the son was in the plane one of the hijacked planes and he like states his first and last name to his mother <laughs> which is just weird so it sounds really suspicious it's like um, andrew calling mom saying hey it's andrew cohane yeah <laughs> <laughs> but i just like thought that that was so crazy so if it was all staged then 
or even if it wasn't like even if the other planes were weren't staged but this like 93 and um also i just don't ever hear anything about the plane that hits the pentagon like i don't know who's aboard that i don't even know anything yeah. about that. no one ever talks about it um the flight 93 uh phone calls could have easily just been like recorded by actors <laughs> you don't know all the people who are on the plane i don't know i don't know it's so like, weird it's very yeah. confusing but yeah, people think that those phone calls are fake. That seems interesting. Yeah. Lots of mm. strange things. Lots. Honestly, all of it is horrible and a lot of people died. And it, mm-hmm. it, I think that it's kind of so horrible. It's hard to wrap your head around it. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's just people like trying to exp- like have an explanation. And trying to yeah. blame someone. Yeah, I know. I Yeah. I don't know. I'm confused now. I mean, I can see, like, it is weird about that explosive thing. But then also, if there was someone else strapped with a bomb to their chest in the other planes, then there would be explosive residue. That's a good point. Because, I mean, it would make sense that they would have a bomb and it would be like, do what I say or this plane's going to blow up. Yeah. I'm and sure just, they all had bombs on it. Yeah. They knew they were going to die anyway. Like, they didn't feel... Yeah. So, for a giggle, last night we watched the show that I used to watch. And it's like, if you are really into classic sitcom humor, where it's, like, really cheesy and... Um, but still funny, uh, I recommend Cougar Town. <laughs> oh, never seen that. With Courtney Cox and... Um, a bunch of other really famous people actually like famous comedians and yeah. it's it's really good I thought it was it's it's like a nice upbeat a little bit there's some you know there, it's a classic sitcom so it's uh got some problems um mm-hmm. in terms of uh body image <laughs> issues mm-hmm. and uh sexism or whatever but uh it's it's cute it's cute I recommend it and where, if you can where can you see it can watch it on on Hulu, I think is where I watched it. Okay. Yes. I just see okay. everything on Hulu. I love Hulu. Yeah, Hulu's the best. Um, and I'm really hungry, so I'm gonna go eat breakfast right. at eleven thirty. <laughs> I'm gonna go do puzzle with mom. Hype. If you enjoy this episode, like us and or give us a five star review and a con if, um If you uh, like this episode <laughs> <laughs> if you like this episode, please go rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Yes. Or follow us on Instagram at When I Open Podcast. Or on Twitter at When I Open Pod. Or like us on Facebook. And then like, oh, you can email us at oeopod at gmail.com. Hi! Yay! Hi. Okay, bye. Bye! Bye. <laughs>